Welcome to the Marketing with a Finance Twist podcast, where we explore easy to implement strategies for boosting your online sales and profitability with expert discussions on social media, paid ads, and finance management. We'll cover everything you need to know, whether you're just starting out or scaling up. Sit back, get inspired, and enjoy exclusive insider access with your host, Nana. Hey everyone, welcome to season two of Marketing with a Finance Twist podcast. I'm your host, Nana, and I'm here today with Pinterest manager extraordinaire, Laura Reich, who serves content creators, e-commerce brands, and online service providers. Laura, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. What city are you joining us from? I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nice, nice. How's the weather down there? Uh, We finally got snow, so it is very cold, Um, (laughs) but I can't complain because we haven't had snow this season yet up until last night, so. Nice. Same. Um, It's been a couple of days, but now it's like warm over here in Toronto. Looking forward to the snow. Um, So for those wondering, (laughs) so for those wondering, um, Laura, can you explain to our listeners what you do exactly, and who you help. Yeah, of course. So I um, am a Pinterest manager and strategist. Um, I work on organic and ads to help you be able to grow your traffic leads and sales without tantrums over tech or trading your sleep for success. Love that. Tantrums, the tantrums piece. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, So for those who aren't familiar with Pinterest, can you explain what Pinterest is and how it can benefit a brand? Yeah, of course. So it's a common misconception, actually, that Pinterest is more like social media. Um, What we focus on is trying to educate everybody that Pinterest is more of a search-based platform. So it has more search engine type Um, functionality with it than social media functionality. Meaning when you're sitting on Instagram or Facebook, you're scrolling the feed. Whereas on Pinterest, your users that you are trying to target are already problem aware and on the platform searching for a specific phrase or keyword. And that could be a product, that could be a service, that could be learning a DIY. Um, It's a wide array of things, just like if you would go to YouTube and search for a video of something that you're trying to answer. That's a really simplified way (laughs) of explaining Pinterest. Um, Because I noticed that too. A lot of people often think that it's like Instagram and things like that. But the fact that you mentioned it's very uh, search-based, like based on what the user is looking for, that's something that can like work in brands favors um, if they know how to use a tool. Yeah, so. 100%. And it does have some social aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you know, like or save a pin, you can comment on them and things like that. But that's not the what we call bread and butter of how to make Pinterest actually work for your brand. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to dive in today on this episode. So I'm so excited. And thankful for you to join for joining us today and helping our listeners out and how to really like take advantage of this 
really great platform. Yeah, my pleasure. Since we all know Pinterest is a powerful customer acquisition method, can you share with us a recent client success story so our listeners can gain a real life example of the positive impact it can have on their businesses? Yeah, on their business. Yeah, of course. So one of the biggest successes that we're actually celebrating right now is I'm thrilled to say publicly that my team and I are celebrating just under $100,000 in 30 days for one of our clients that we've been with for a couple of years. So they're actually hitting $99,000 as of November of 2023. And we were able to increase their add to carts by 44%, even though we've been working with them for the past year and a half to two years. So everything um, was super exciting for us to increase, like their page visits to their website was up 39% um, and everything like that. And our average sales for them just for context for everybody was about 40 to 45,000 per month for their brand. And so to hit 99 in one month of a 30 day span, we were like ecstatic. (laughs) Amazing. Like my face is like, what? Like great client success story. So everyone's in really good hands today with Laura, because clearly she knows what she's talking about. So we're going to try to get some golden nuggets to help you out. Yeah, of course. I will help as much as possible (laughs) is my passion. (laughs) So for brands that are looking to get started, what are the top four things they should do to set themselves up for success? Yeah, so it actually works really well and aligned when you ask for four things. Um, I have a growth to greatness framework. And so we talk about the four pillars in that framework. And so we talk about standpoint, systems, strategy, and scale. The first thing that I think would be the easiest for people to really understand is the standpoint. I want people to know that Pinterest One is dynamic. So if you've had a Pinterest account and it's not working for you or you've been using it for personal You can edit that. Don't start from scratch. And if you haven't had one, then go ahead and set one up because the biggest, I think, overlooked piece of Pinterest is the foundation profile of it. And so everybody talks about the pin designs and the keywords and the things like that. And that's a huge chunk of it. Don't get me wrong. But you have to overlay everything on top of a strong foundation, just like you're building a house, right? You have different trusses in the house. You have different um, walls in the house. You're going to have specific things that you have to set up so that house stays standing. Same thing with Pinterest. On your profile, you want to make sure that your name is not just Laura Reich. You want to make sure that you're including your name, but also a keyword or two, because that is the first way that someone could search. And if they don't find your pins, they could find your profile. Um, You also want to make sure that you have a bio that has at least three to five keywords, but they need to be mixed in 
Like it's a conversational tone. So don't just say like, I help e-commerce businesses. That's great. But you have like 2.3 seconds to tell them who the heck you are and also get Pinterest to understand how to classify your profile and your pins. So that is a really big piece of it too. And then the third thing for your foundation is your boards. Um, A lot of people go into Pinterest and they create these cutesy boards and like um, the fun titles. And that's great. Yeah, yeah. And that's great for like your um, content marketing, right? When people go to your website or they go to a landing page, you want to draw them in with that fun, cutesy style or um, relatable type style to your brand. Pinterest is not going to understand in the algorithm because it's just a computer. And so they're not going to have an easy time seeing when you save a pin to that board who they should be showing it to. So you want to make sure your boards don't have those cutesy, fun, creative type titles, but have your pillar keywords as titles on those boards. So when you're saving the other stuff, that is your fun side, your creative side, and you're drawing them into your content and where you want them to go, Pinterest knows right off the bat from that board who they're supposed to be showing that content to. I'm going to put this in the show notes in really detailed form because what Laura just shared with you, um, for those that are like just starting out, this is really going to help catapult your growth on the platform. Um, So thank you so much for sharing that, Laura, because... Yeah, of course. That's not something you can easily Google. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No, there's a lot of things that you can Google and that will be very helpful on YouTube. There's some great videos, but there's a lot of misconception out there. So just be very careful and mindful of um, what you are actually implementing. Mm -hmm. So on the flip side, then, what are common mistakes you see brands make with Pinterest? Yeah, so I think the cutesy board titles would be one of them. Um, That is a a big mistake. Another one I think is um, when creating pins, if you're an e-commerce brand, thinking that you can only save images of your products. If you're a service-based brand, thinking that you can only create pins going to blog posts. Um, Those are kind of the biggest ones. There's a lot of different types of pins that you can create, just like you do on your website or your landing page. When you're on a sales page, you normally have different sections. So think of it like creating a pin for an FAQ section. It can still go to the same landing page. Um, There can be behind the scenes where you could do a video of a coaching call or you could do a video of your um, warehouse where the products are. Different things like that actually are going to help put you in front of the individuals showcasing multiple sides, which leads into another common misconception is you can only have one pin for one URL, which is not true. You take all this time and you create this 
amazing blog post or sales page or opt-in page or whatever it is, and it takes you hours and you're only going to take one pin and send it there once, that's like saying you're only going to talk about it on social one time and hope everybody sees it. Like, we know that it takes in marketing at least seven to 10 times for people Mm -hmm. to start to engage with your stuff. So create three to four pins, save them to a couple different boards, again, that are hyper relevant to that topic. Don't save a pin about apples to a board about oranges, right? But you could have apple trees, apple sauce, apple pie, and you save that apple pin to all those different places. So just make sure that you're utilizing all of Pinterest and not just um, taking one pin for your services or your product-based images. Uh, things like that are are going to leave you feel defeated mm-hmm. on the platform. And then the other thing is thinking that I think the biggest common misconception is thinking that if you pin right now today, you're going to all of a sudden be like a millionaire tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so like, just my thing is treat it like SEO. If you know SEO, you know, Google, they change things. It takes a certain amount of time to rank on page one of Google So I challenge people at the bare minimum to stay consistent for 90 days. If that means one pin a day, great, do one pin a day. If you have a ton of content, maybe do three or four. Then see how it goes after 90 days. You'll be surprised once you're implementing how much you actually get when you come to that 60 to that 90 mark. um, And then you'll want to continue on from there. Perfect. So for those who are like, what's a pin and what's a board, can you kind of like break it down in layman's terms? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So if you're looking at a ladder, um, what we do is either a ladder or an umbrella, right? And so a ladder, you have different rings that you have to like, climb up on right um so the top of the ladder what we call the top of the ladder is our profile and so that's what we talked about a couple minutes ago is your bio your image your title things like that the second rung down we consider those boards and so what you do is you go to your pinterest profile and you create a board and this is like a little cubby And so you're going to title it with that pillar keyword. Again, I'm going to stick with apples and oranges because it's easier for everybody to relate to, right? So you're going to title your cubby in between that rung and the next one, apples, okay? And then underneath that is going to be your pins. These are images where you can upload with different titles, pictures, background images, there's different designs that you can do. And then you also get are given a place where you do the title and description. That is going to be placed into these boards, which are your cubbies that are housing different things. And so that way, we're kind of looking at it from top tier down, right? And so 
the most important is going to be your keywords. You're going to want those everywhere. Your profile, your boards, the pin images themselves, the titles, the descriptions, everything like that. And I do have a blog post that goes through on my website, like images and pictures and everything where I can give it to you to include in the show notes for everybody. And it kind of walks you through step by step, like these are the pin sizes. These are, um, you know, how to find pillar keywords to title your boards. This is how you create a board, those kind of things. It's a little hard on audio, but it's very important to make sure that the image you create has keywords on it that you then save to the platform and you choose a specific board with a relevant keyword so that Pinterest again can classify it. So if you're a blogger, you know like matrix or taxonomies, it's the same thing with Pinterest. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So for those who are like, okay, this sounds all great and dandy, but how long does it generally take for a brand to start seeing traffic um, or sales from Pinterest? Yeah, so um, it's all over the board. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really depends on the keywords that you are trying to focus on. There were actually tests that I was doing on my account the other day because I have a very clear branding. It is pink and navy, very, very clear. But there is also something called color SEO on Pinterest. And so there are... Yeah, there are different pins um, that will rank higher for a certain keyword. And when you look at the underlying factor of those top 10 pins for that specific keyword, there's a common denominator theme of different colors. Wow. And so I changed my colors to test this for some keywords. So I had different keywords for Pinterest manager um, and I did different colors on each pin. I did three pins. One pin got 28 impressions, but it had one click through to my website. That was new colors based on color SEO. And then the next one I did had 58 impressions, three pin clicks and one save. And then my branding that I had had only 23 impressions and two pin clicks. So this was all in a 48 hour span. You can get traffic right away. All to be said that it really depends on if you are using your keywords correctly. And if you are paying attention to what other people are doing on the platform. And I say this respectfully, do not copy, right? But we teach something called pin hacking in my course where it will teach you about color SEO. It will show you how to look at what other people are doing and how to fill the gaps that they are not hitting so that you can get traffic within 48 hours, whether it's a brand new pin or not. 
Now, in terms of leads and sales and like growth of your business, give it some more time, right? They're going to need to click through a couple different times to be able to instill that um, trust factor with you, to be able to instill the, oh, yeah, this is right. I need this. You will get people who will sign up within 30 days. You will get people who will purchase from you within 30 days. Um, Typically, I tell people, again, wait that 90-day mark. If you're not seeing anything the first 30 days, change something up, right? Set yourself a goal for 30, 60, 90 days. We, We do this for my clients in my agency. We call it good, better, and best. What is your good goal? Do you want traffic? Do you want visibility? That could be your good goal. What is your better goal, right? You want traffic and maybe a couple email leads to know that it's working. And then what is your best goal? Maybe it's traffic, a couple email leads, and a sale. And so once you put that in place, along with your strategy for keywords and color SEO and um, how often you're staying consistent on the platform, all of those things combined can bring you really great results in 60 to 90 days. So it that's kind of a long-winded answer for like, hey, how long to get results? But it really, really does depend on your efforts and the strategy that you're implementing. Exactly. So people don't pin and dash. This is going to be something that you need to routinely be doing. Um, Yeah, we call it pin and pray. Please don't pin and pray. pray. (laughs) Good to know. Um, So kind of touching on that uh, pin hacking uh, practice you were mentioning before, what is an unknown feature or hack many people do not know about Pinterest? Yeah, um, one of the real cool things about Pinterest is you can actually pull up a pin in incognito mode once you've pinned it. If it's been classified in the algorithm by Pinterest, they'll actually show you keywords that they're pulling and classifying your pin as. So then you have an immediate understanding, is Pinterest seeing my pin correctly or do I need to change my strategy? And so a lot of people don't know that. Pinterest actually is really cool in terms of the source code, the incognito mode, like all the things that you can like geek out on because I'm a good nerd in terms of like, analytics and um, source code HTML and stuff like that. So one of the easiest things is to really look and see is what I'm doing working just by pulling it up in incognito mode. But just for those who are starting, because we're using a lot of like Pinterest jargon, can you just explain what pinning is? Yep. Yeah, so pinning is um, basically the art of trying to showcase something you have created online and bringing more visibility to that. So what you do is you can use PicMonkey or Canva and they will give you layout templates. Um, I also have templates. There's a lot of places you can get amazing templates. Just make sure that they are ones that 
um, are specific to highlighting the keywords and showcasing your brand um, the right way. And so you get those templates. It'll be a specific size. Typically, it's the long vertical size that does the best. There's different um, parameters, like it could be a little bit longer if you wanted to do an infographic, things like that. Um, so that vertical size, and then you put a picture, words, things like that on this graphic. You take that graphic, you go to Pinterest, and you click Create Pin. You can then upload that image just like you would social media. It will give you an area on Pinterest where you can create your title, which is 100 characters, your description, which is 500 characters, and then you add a link before you click Publish. And so that way, basically, it's like a redirection site for visual. And you go to that. And once you upload this image, which we call a pin, then it will be clickable. So when someone is on the platform and they see the image they like, once they click it, they can be led to wherever that link is that you sent them. So your strategy could be mixed up with sending them to your blog, sending them to sales pages, opt-in pages, but you can also use YouTube videos, podcasts. You can do um, email landing pages if you're using like ConvertKit instead of a opt-in page. They have like email pages that showcase like different newsletters you've sent so that they can read those publicly first before signing up. Um, you can do Instagram Reels. There's a lot of different places. Just make sure that it's a part of a bigger strategy and you're not just, again, pinning and praying. But basically, it's going to be a redirection site with images that you create on a service like Canva. Perfect. So then in your um, experience, what type of Pinterest pins have you found to perform well on the platform? Yeah, the Pinterest pins that seem to do the best are the ones that are a mix of image and title based. Um, there are some that do really well in terms of pictures only, but a lot of times what it is is when they're searching for a specific phrase, it's because they're looking for help or um information or products or services and so they want to be able to understand that you can provide that for them so there's an image whether it's a stock image um, a product image there's a title on there and then there's a call to action the call to actions don't have to be the typical click here or buy now but they can be like if you're leading to a blog post and you're like hey um, what are the top services that a Pinterest manager could provide to you? Your call to action could be like, bet you didn't know number two. Because to them, that's like, oh, what's number two? Let's click. And then they click through. You don't have to tell them click. They'll know that. But the best image, the best pins and images that do well on the platform are the ones that have that mix of image, title, call to action, um, and are using the right keywords for the platform. It's really, really important. Yeah. Um, 
before when I used to be doing it for a previous client, um, we were using Holtstock, which is a really great online stock photography website. Um, There's also pixels.com that's free, but Holtstock um, is a paid subscription. And then it's exactly what you're saying, getting an image and then overlaying text over it. Yep. Yeah. And there's um, Gratisography. It's G-R-A-T-I-S-O for gratisography. Um, Mm. But that one is fun because it's like the non-typical quirky fun type images that you don't see in everyday life. Um, It's kind of like the show-stopping, like funny type things. And those are free high-res images too. So put those in the show notes as well. So for those who are like, what are the links to these great pages? Just remember to check out theopscollective.com backslash podcast. So Laura, how can brands attract and generate new customers on Pinterest? Good question. Um, So I think the biggest thing, we've talked about it a couple of times, but really do research on the platform for your pillar keywords. The easiest way to be able to do that is to specifically go to Pinterest desktop or mobile. Um, When you're on there, you're going to see a search bar on desktop at the top right on mobile. It's down on the bottom left corner. And when you start typing in things that you offer or things that you want to grow or have more visibility on, Pinterest will start suggesting different phrases or keywords that are also searched for that. I would say spend a good chunk of your time here. I mean, an hour, two hours, write down what you are seeing, write down the keywords, things like that, and then complete your strategy based on where is the most important place for you to get that visibility, put those two things together and just start testing different designs. Test, test, test. Yeah. Yeah. AB test everything. So there's a popular tool out there that a lot of people have been starting to use chat GPT. And so a lot of people may not be thinking chat GPT, how could that even be related to Pinterest anyhow? But Could you share with our listeners how brands can actually use ChatGPT for their Pinterest marketing? Yeah, of course. Um, ChatGPT has helped in terms of a lot of things for Pinterest. Um, I definitely use it for keyword research. If you are looking for specific phrases that you just can't think of, Um, But you know there's got to be other ways that people are searching for your brand or your services online. Go to ChatGPT and ask it specifically for Pinterest. What are some top keywords for X, Y, and Z? Then take those and test them in that search bar. Again, always checking, fact-checking GPT, right? Um, But it really does help jumpstart that. Once you've done that, you can then go in and say, help me create a title using two of these keywords or help me create a 500 character description using five of these keywords in a conversational tone. Again, edit them, 
fact check them, make sure, right? Don't just copy and paste from ChatGPT because you can get yourself into trouble with um, just the way of the nature of online usage for yeah. it right now. But but it definitely is something that can help you brainstorm, something that can help you jumpstart um, and make it a little bit quicker and easier for you if you're kind of stuck in that writer's block or mm -hmm. what we call as the Pinterest block of understanding what should I write about this keyword or wait, I have one more keyword and I'm not quite sure how to put it in here. It can really help with those kind of things. Exactly. Love that. Thanks for sharing that with the group. Yeah. So Laura, now it's time for the lightning round questions. Yeah. <laughs> Are I love you ready? it. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. iPhone or Android? iPhone all the way. Favorite Netflix series? Ooh. Um, blind spot. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Starbucks. Favorite Disney movie? Ooh, I'm going to have to say, because I've watched it so much with my two-year-old right now, we're going to have to say Frozen. Oh, love it. Like iced coffee or hot coffee? Iced coffee, even if it's negative 75 out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what would you say was the best investment you ever made in your business? Ooh, 100% a business coach. Mm. I think that was like crazy helpful for me to just see what I couldn't see. Mm. Yeah. Uh, favorite tech tool you use for your business? Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go with the obvious right now. I use Google <laughs> Drive for everything and Tailwind. So Google Drive, Google Meets, all that for my interview stuff. Everything just kind of works seamlessly together. And then Tailwind, because it has ChatGPT included in it, it has, ooh, look at that fun thing. <laughs> it has ChatGPT included in it. Um, you can do it for socials. You can do it for um, t for Pinterest. I, there's just so many different things in there that's super helpful that um, I actually have been on the back end of Tailwind with their developers and things like that and know that like they are very invested in everyone's success that's using the platform. Um, on to food, vanilla or chocolate? Uh, swirl. With sprinkles on top. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, last question. So if you could have dinner with any two people, who would it be? Ooh. Or who would they be? Um, this one hits home. A little bit. Um, I think that I would do my grandma and my grandpa. So my grandma and my grandpa passed away. My grandma passed away when I was 10. And my grandpa passed away right before my two-year-old was born. And so to be able to go to dinner with them and just like show the family and sit and have the jokes that my grandpa always used to do when we'd go out to eat. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that would be just amazing right now. That would be amazing. Well, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah.
So Laura, thank you so much for coming on this show. Um, what's next for your agency and what are you most excited for in 2024? Yeah. Um, what's next in my agency is we're actually um, increasing our rates for 2024. So super excited for that because yeah. um, we have a couple of people we're talking to and I'm using that as my marketing. Like it's, it's get in now, at least do a sales call with me or whatever, um, which is a great way to have those connections with people. And then we're actually launching um, a mini course. So I have a Pinterest course on organic. I have a Pinterest course on ads and I'm launching a mini course on affiliate marketing with Pinterest and the right way to do affiliate marketing, whether you already have your own brand as a business and you're trying to have a second stream of income, um, whether you're an influencer or you're looking to use your audience as an influencer. Um, yeah, we're going to do a little mini course on that. Oh, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. For those that are like, okay, I need help with that. Everything that you said sounds amazing. Where can people go to learn more about your business and connect with you online? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, everywhere online, it's at Laura Reich. So L-A-U-R-A-R-I-K-E. Um, and then I will have a link in the show notes for you guys. If you go to laurareich.com forward slash podcast for listening to this podcast, I have a bunch of freebies on there. Um, I have information to some of my courses, how to get in touch with me, things like that all on one page. Yay, amazing. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise in the world of Pinterest. I feel like I need to bring you on again because we only touched the surface. Pinterest I'm more than happy to. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For links and promos related to this episode, visit theopscollective.com forward slash podcast. See you next time.